Hello everyone, welcome back to the show. Priyanka, are you excited for this episode today? Um, I'm exci- excited, nervous, I think. I just don't want to cry. <laughs> but if I do, fine. then so, just okay. know it's what? real and it's raw and it's, yeah. You want to uh, tell our listeners what um, we got planned for today? Yeah, so we're going to talk about like being pregnant um, a little bit and what that was like. And then we'll get into the details of her birth story and what that was like. Um, it's a little emotional, a little unexpected, kind of a crazy roller coaster, which I'm sure most um, a lot of birth stories are, you know, it's, especially the first time you have a baby, but, um, I think we wanted to, like, share this and talk about it, especially because we've been in quarantine, I don't think a lot of people know, um, like, the details or, um, yeah, of, like, what happened and how it all went down, and so I think this is, like, a cool place to talk about that we'll see yeah i mean we're definitely going to share our experience and hopefully um you all can take something from it whether you are a parent or new parent or you have been a parent and this experience may be different because i mean covid kind of make this made this a little more tricky and um was not a normal pregnancy i guess um just the experiences of everything were very different i guess it was just a weird way to experience the like, first time yes yeah, very very uncommon um but you know without further ado um we'll go ahead and get into and it and also can i just add to what you said even if you're not like a parent or gonna be a parent or a new parent or whatever like also like if you just know us um we're just wanting to share like our story because we haven't seen it almost anybody (laughs) and i don't think um like i said we haven't shared this with people so just so you can kind of know a little bit more about us so let's start at the beginning um did you know did you want to have kids growing up um you know what were your thoughts on that um i think growing up yeah like i would always play with little dolls and stuff and I was like I'm gonna have a baby um but I think once I was older and I was in college and grad school and like my career came more became more of like a focus I didn't think kids were like in the cards for me like I just didn't see how I could balance that and my career um and you knew that but but, yeah, yeah, did, but our listeners didn't. Yeah, no, right, but they look <laughs> at me like I'm... Crazy? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it wasn't something that I thought... I also didn't think I would be married, but didn't want to do that. But look we'll, at you now. We'll talk about that in a Married to the man of your dreams. <laughs> yeah. You're Romeo. <laughs> anyway, what about you? Me? Yeah. You wanted kids always? Yeah. I've always wanted kids. Um... I've always pictured myself as a dad or, you know, especially like 
<laughs> making fun of my kids. That's kind of a thing that I do, you know? Wow. <laughs> wow. No, but I mean, just, uh, you know, um, have, taking, you know, my kids to, you know, their back to school nights or to in sports, um, you know, all those things I, I like imagine or dreamt myself doing um, one day. And now, we, you know, we all we have Maya, so. Yeah. At least we got one down and uh, about 10 more to go. Get out of town. Yeah. <laughs> by the end of the story, people are going to be like, yeah, he's crazy. Um, Cheaper by the dozen. I just, oh, also. We're almost there. I forgot to mention. That's part of the reason I think I went into teaching is because I, I was like, well, if I can't have my own kids, I'll just hang out with other people's kids and it'll still be like fulfilling in its own way. Um, so that's just a little side note. But anyway, so being pregnant <laughs> um so how did it all go down tim so the way babies are made <laughs> bianca if you don't know stop it you know there's a man stop. and a woman tim. and they fall in love tim. and then oh my gosh what stop <laughs> Can't you... um so yeah i mean so i mean we found out we were pregnant in in march it was like the twenty something. Yeah, it was. It was end of March, um, right? Uh, after, right, right when COVID was hitting, and right when like you know, uh, work from home orders were, uh, going out, and me and Bianca were home working from home already for about a week or two. So week before we found out, and then. I had been feeling funny, um, but I never thought that like that was what was happening. Like, I was like, there's no way. Like, I, the thought did cross my mind, but I was like, yeah, no way. I'm just probably stressed because of, like, COVID, and I'm just getting in my head. And then, and then it was that. Were, were you trying to get pregnant? <laughs> was it by myself? Was I, I, I don't know. I don't remember any interactions <laughs> with you. I was probably asleep the whole time. So you either you think, took advantage of me, drugged um, me, something. Stop it. I don't know. I don't think. I think like when you say that you're trying, it's like a weird, I don't know, personally, it's like a strange thing to say, but I wouldn't say we weren't, like we weren't trying, but we were like open to it, but it hadn't happened in the two okay, years we, we that we had been we weren't married. Pre- we weren't preventing it from happening, from happening. Yeah, but it hadn't happened in a long time, so it wasn't like, oh, this is the month, like it was, right? Yeah, no, and and you know, it's that's, that's another thing that, you know, we should probably do want to mention, like... It takes so much, um, like for so much to go right, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. For you it's know, literally for, a miracle. For that baby to to come to life and and so we we can plan for you know baby all we want, but you know if it's not meant for us, it's you know it's not gonna happen. It's not something that you can just so easily control and be like. I'll be like, hey, we want a baby. Let's try it. Boom. It happens. And, I, mean, I mean, for some people it does. I know yeah. people who are like, we're going to try. And then like the first month, boom, like it happens. But that's not necessarily everybody's story. And, it, you know, anyway. Um, so anyway, yeah, we weren't like trying, but we weren't not trying. It was just like, yeah, if it happens, cool. If it doesn't, cool. Um, and again, like that month. Again, it had crossed my mind, but because of everything that was happening with COVID and it was just like a scary time and it was, 
unprecedented. I'm just kidding. What was that? Everybody hates that word. No, but nobody knew what was happening. So whenever I would think that I could be pregnant, I would like push that thought away because I was like, no, like that couldn't happen now. Like of all the times that it could have happened, it can't happen now. Like what am I going to do? So I just wouldn't think about it until eventually we took a test or I took a test and then it was like we couldn't avoid it. Did you fail? Did you pass? Oh, I passed. With With flying colors. colors. (laughs) (laughs) The bright ass blue line. Yeah. So we were, I took the test at like six in the morning, one morning and I had taken pregnancy tests before because what do you, what do you call them? Like pregnancy scares, right? Like there had been other times where I was like, maybe I am, but then I never was. And so I figured this was just another one of those times like, oh, Bianca, you're going to waste a pregnancy test, whatever. Um, But this one was different because like right away it was like a bright blue line and I was like shaking like, and I was like, Tim, remember I called you? Like I was freaking out and you're like, what? No, it's not. It was, we were, it was right here in the, in the family room where we're actually recording right now on the steps. Mm -hmm. Um, you came up to me and your eyes were all watery. I was like shaking. Yeah. You didn't have to say anything. I already knew. Okay, what do you mean? Yeah, hey, was that, I was already, that was cute, huh? I already knew. Yeah, whatever. Hey, was that cute or what? No, whatever. Um, All right. No, but yeah. No, but yeah. No, but yeah. So, um, so yeah, we were pregnant at that point. I didn't know how far along I was, right? No, I, I didn't. I just knew, like, when my last menstrual cycle was or whatever. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. What so if we like, have teenagers uh, like, or little kids listening to it us? It was maybe? like, well, whatever. Um, so we didn't know like any specifics, but we like kind of debated, do we tell anybody? Like it was super early on, but obviously we were like excited. And so we told, like I FaceTimed my mom, who my mom, of course, moms always know, right? Do we do it the same day? Yeah, like mm-hmm. later in the day. My mm-hmm. mom had been telling me like, I, we would go over to my mom's house every week and so she'd been telling me for like a few weeks um before like this day at home order stuff she was like you i think you're pregnant you're are you sure you're not pregnant i was like oh my god mom no um so i called her first like right away and of course she was like i knew it i knew it and then we called my sister and we called my brother and we called tim's mom and his family and like FaceTime them and we just showed them the test. We like didn't oh, say anything. By family, just like um as our immediate family. Right. We didn't yeah. tell like other people for a long time, I feel. Just because you never know, right? And there's always like that. I mean you really never know until It was funny because we remember like when we FaceTime then we screenshotted it everybody's and first reaction. Everyone's face, yeah. We anyway, should we should put that as a thumbnail of this. Yeah. <laughs> we should show their pictures because also it was like super early in the morning. Everyone was like in bed. They probably hadn't brushed their teeth yet. <laughs> <laughs> With their eye boogers. Oh my god. Um, anyway, so so yeah, then we were pregnant and then, you know, we call, make an appointment, do the whole thing, figure out when you're gonna go to the doctor, which was like a whole that was where it all began, like all the COVID appointment anxiety, um, you know, being told that you have to go by yourself and you yeah, I could, I couldn't visitors. go with I couldn't go with Bianca to any of her appointments. Um, and like it's again, like it's just been it was a whole experience because of COVID. So I mean, by the end of it, I was a pro. Like going by myself, it was just a thing. Like I didn't even think about it anymore. It was just a thing that I did. Um, but the first, I, like, the first appointment, 
was really rough because again like I don't know it was just I was just I was nervous obviously I was super nervous I remember I got in there my blood pressure when they take like your blood pressure and stuff and my heart rate was like through the roof um but it was you know so going to the doctor by myself was like a whole experience but you know we got through it I don't know how like maybe you want to talk about a little bit how that was for you like not because I know like we had to go we went to like a private um yeah, well, I, th- I think you were also lucky to have a, a doctor who gave you, who did ultrasounds every appointment. I guess that's not oh, yeah, something I that guess, is. Yeah, I guess. Well, we have, we have Kaiser just, you know, shout out. I don't know if we're like not supposed to say that. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, don't I know people have like multiple opinions about Kaiser and I've only ever had Kaiser. Like I was born in a Kaiser hospital. That's all we ever had growing up. So I don't really have anything to compare it to, but I just kind of do it. Um, and... I think that I didn't know how lucky I was until like later on in my pregnancy that my, I got an ultrasound every appointment. So like I went once a month um, and I got an ultrasound done every single time because my doctor was pretty freaking cool. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, so I, I didn't get to see, you got to see Maya, you know, inside and throughout, a little bean. It, throughout the months. But yeah, we, had, we went to a third party uh, somewhere over here in uh, Uptown Whittier. Um, that uh, did some ultrasounds and eventually we got a 3D ultrasound so that was, that was really cool to see unfortunately I couldn't see um, her as often as you did but you know yeah, we, my do, doctor we was, do what we had to do yeah my doctor was cool about it like he like he would let me record here and there I always got pictures and stuff but like um, you know we did what we could and I think again like people have told us or have said like oh like I feel so bad for you guys or like that sucks and like I mean I get it and I understand like the sentiment but for us like it was all so new that like we We didn't didn't have it yeah like we didn't have anything to compare it to so I think like if this were like for example like our second kid and we would have gone to do like all the normal pregnancy things the first time around we would have like a sense of loss of like FOMO if you will um but I think this time uh it wasn't like that because everything was just new. We didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. Um, and on on top of that, it's like, uh, we, I mean, we, we weren't really around our family either. So um, we were all on you know, social distancing and wearing our mask. Um, so it was kind of just me and you. Uh, yeah, I mean, throughout. we saw people like sometimes. It was very, I think maybe like. I don't know. It was not a lot, but it's like every time we saw like my family or your family, like I was significantly larger. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's it was that part was a bummer, at least for me, because um, I'm super close with my family and we're like we we're like close, but we're also like geographically close. Like they're like five minutes away um, in either direction. Like my brother, my sister, my parents, and so like. Like I mentioned before, we would see them all the time, and so not being able to be at their house all the time um, was weird. Of course, I was, like, on the phone with my mom all the time, like, is this normal? Like, I'm feeling this way, and I was bugging her all the time, but it was a bummer to not be able to, like, physically share those moments with. Or just being extra cautious of you not catching anything. And right, like you the don't anxiety. Want to have the baby. Of, right, just being anxious all. And which, again, COVID anxiety is a whole thing, but I think COVID plus being pregnant was like a different level of, of caution. Um, Definitely. 
yeah so we didn't have like a a baby shower we had a little drive through situation not a drive-by stop it yeah it was a a drive-through little celebration and even for that like i was kind of nervous just because like i don't know i didn't know it's it's always hard like we know we've seen in the world like how people are with masks and the whole distancing thing like some people take it seriously some people don't and we try to be very um explicit about like don't get out of your car like wear like you must wear a mask and like luckily people were pretty good about it so um i would say that was successful right yeah that was, that was actually pretty good um i mean nobody got out of the car and i was like i think they did but just to take a picture but they were still by their car and like, not like trying to get anywhere close to you or touch your belly or you know yeah like everyone they, were res- like... they were respectful and um i actually prefer the drive uh, <laughs> through a baby shower i mean if anyone's trying to have a baby anytime soon even after covid i would still recommend it because right. guess what you don't gotta uh, set up a whole lot you don't gotta entertain a whole lot you don't gotta <laughs> clean up a whole lot um you don't gotta feed them i mean if you want to have little snacks and stuff and little <laughs> treats to give them for coming sure but hey yeah clean up was a breeze and i think too like that's another thing going back to like people were like oh i'm so sad you don't get to have a baby shower and i was like at first like yeah i was I mean, we had a baby shower for my sister-in-law, like, a few years ago, and it was really fun, and, but I think more than anything, like, what I miss was just, like, not even the baby shower experience, but, like, being with my family and, like, friends, and friends, like, all together in the same place at the same time, because, yeah, people drove up, and don't get me wrong, like, I got my fix of, like, getting to see people and, like, feeling fulfilled and happy, and, like, my bucket was full, you know, to see, like, my friends and my family and stuff, but, it was also kind of like okay like i gotta go see this car now so it was kind of like not the same um it wasn't the yeah same. it was kind of tough as, as soon as cars came in and like in groups and right. bunches but like when they were kind of sporadic or we had little waves we're like hey we're, so no one's coming <laughs> right or like you start talking to someone in a car and like obviously they want to know how you're doing and then there's like a whole line of like four cars behind you and you're like okay i gotta go so that was like a whole thing but again super thankful we got to do that um and overall, like, it was a really healthy, I had a really healthy pregnancy. Like, I'm very lucky. I'm very blessed that even through COVID, I mean, aside from, like, just the anxiety of everything, being pregnant for the first time and COVID, um, I was healthy. Baby was healthy. Like, and every time I would go to the doctor, it was like, she's perfect. Everything's perfect. And side note. I'm a perfectionist like that's just my personality (laughs) so I was like okay perfect perfect I'm perfect she's perfect we're perfect everything's perfect (laughs) so you didn't but you had a little bit of morning sickness at the beginning I mean yeah I think but I think that's kind of you know as bad as it got for you no totally like that was the only thing that but again that's like normal it's not like it was there was Mm -hmm. anything wrong with it it was just annoying because I think I had morning sickness up until like into the second trimester where it was like yeah i would cry because it was you know like should we get into your heavy breathing i had that before <laughs> pregnancy too you still do <laughs> it's, it's lingering <laughs> uh, um so yeah i feel like is there anything else about like pregnancy that we mm. that you want to talk about or that we must... I mean, uh food cravings i don't think you had any food cravings though mm, well at the beginning i was very into like mm-hmm. carbs 
Like, I wanted tortillas oh, and yeah. I wanted bread. Which, which is very is... rare for Bianca. Bianca never really likes tortillas or, or rice or bread, but um, she did. I mean, you weren't, like, devouring it or super craving it, but you were, like... Like, I would ask for it. Yeah. Like, and that was strange. That was one of the first clues that... that I think that's why my mom was, like, kind of, like, mm, are you okay? Because that was, like, a giveaway because I asked her for tortillas one time and she's, like, what? You want tortillas? I was, like, yeah, just... And then you were, you were, like, on a salty vibe, and then you went into, like, a, a sweet vibe where you just devoured uh, Sour Patch Kids. Oh, yeah, Remember? towards the end, I had, like, everyone was bringing me Sour Patch Kids, and that was, like... That was, like, the main thing, or, like, the biggest thing you... At the beginning, it was carbs, and, like, I'm... Oh, Chick-fil-A nuggets. That oh, was yeah. another giveaway, because I'm eat. not really big on chicken. Like, I don't like chicken, but those nuggets, life. Don't support Chick-fil-A, but those nuggets... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we were really lucky. It then was... I would go to Trader Joe's and bring out a bunch of cookies. Oh my god. <laughs> and I was trying to like, yeah, it was, it was By fun. the way, Trader Joe's little mini chocolate chip cookies, the bomb. <laughs> the bomb. Side note. <laughs> this podcast is not sponsored by Trader Joe's. <laughs> but it should be. But it should be. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into labor fast forward to november 2020 so my due date was november 20th which is actually tim's birthday so he was really excited um thinking that she was going to be his birthday twin um but i had always prayed that i wouldn't make it to 40 weeks (laughs) i know that sounds like a weird thing to pray about but i just felt like i it was gonna be too heavy i was i was just like i don't want to be that uncomfortable shout out to all the moms who go like 40 weeks 41 weeks like your girl was not able to do that so we made it to 38 weeks in like five days or something like that right mm. i stopped counting at like 69 Ah, <laughs> uh, okay anyway so <laughs> you're so funny Tim. okay so i went to my last appointment on 11 11 it was a veterans day because i remember i didn't have to work that day or something like that like it was like a day off it was my last appointment i was it was my 38 week appointment um i was already dilated i was already a face like 70 percent or something like that look up the terms guys i don't want to get into it <laughs> um but doctor was pretty much like it could happen any day whatever just you know keep an eye out for like if your water breaks or okay so I come home and I think at this point I was having contractions but like very beginning contractions um sometimes I wouldn't even notice them like I'd be sitting in the chair and Tim would be like whoa what's wrong with your stomach and I'd be like oh I don't know that's weird yeah I feel like it looked like a little alien head was like sticking out like it would get all (laughs) tight or like at one point remember it even looked like a like a cube like it got like all weird and sometimes I would feel them sometimes I wouldn't um it's funny because it wasn't it wasn't Maya like poking out or anything it was was, was yeah contracting yeah so then we were like okay whatever um and I don't honestly don't know how long that was happening for it could have started before I went to my last appointment or maybe that day I don't know or maybe you were super hungry um anyway so um so we came home from the doc and it, it just kept happening and he was like it's normal you know whatever so I was just timing them timing them for like two days Uh, fast forward to like later that day they started getting really close and so I started to get nervous because I was like 
is this gonna happen like today like I hope not <laughs> and so um we like went we were walking a lot we went on walks and that was helping um then I started getting then the contractions started getting a little bit like I don't even want to say more intense but at that point I thought they were more intense I really didn't know what they were like until we got to the hospital and until I asked for that epidural um but again we'll get there but at that point I did think that it was getting intense because I was starting to feel like back pain and like my leg and pain in my legs um it wasn't unbearable but I was like okay maybe like we're getting some movement <laughs> you're like oh this ain't so bad yeah like I was like oh this isn't bad like I don't know why people are saying like oh this is contractions like me not knowing right okay so then uh, we went for a walk around my mom's neighborhood and we like happened to sit this was on 13th. the 13th so it's a Friday this was two days later so like this whole time I've been contracting on and off and nothing's happened really there's nothing intense going on so I was just like yeah this is probably just gonna be my life for the next two weeks like I had already decided like no need to stress about it um so we went for a walk around my mom's neighborhood um and then we ended up like stopping by my mom's house and just like saying hi or whatever um, so we were inside and I had asked Tim to, we had our bags packed at that point. And I remember when we were going to go on our walk, Tim was like, Oh, do you want me to put the bags in the car? And I was like, no, like, come on. First of all, it's, nothing's going to happen. And second of all, we live super close. So no. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I think you know what's going to happen at this Famous point. Famous last right? words. <laughs> so, um, we went on a walk go to my mom's house. I had the birthing ball in the car, like, cause I'd been bouncing on it for days at this point. Um, it was just like the only comfortable way to sit. So we were at my mom's, so I asked him to take the ball out cause I didn't want to sit on the couch or in a chair. So he brings the ball out. And so I'm just chilling, like bouncing on the ball, just having conversations. Um, and I had told him like, I don't want my water to break. Like I don't, because I feel like that's going to stress me out because I know the rule is like once your water breaks, you need to get to the hospital ASAP because there's like a limited time, right? Where like we need to get baby out because you're losing fluid, whatever. So I was like, I just, I'll be okay if my water doesn't break. <laughs> I think and you guess also... what happened, peeps? <laughs> Bianca was bouncing on her ball and she looks up, freaked out. I think my water broke. No, so I was sitting, well, kind of, that's kind of what happened, but I was sitting there it was like nine o'clock, nine ten, and I remember like bouncing, bouncing, and then I looked at Tim and I was like, "Let's go home. I'm tired. I want to sleep." That was the last thing I said to him. He's like, "Okay." So I'm getting up from the ball, and as soon as I stand up from the ball, y'all, it was like the movies. Like I know they say that's not how it usually happens. Like that's usually not how your water breaks. No, like a gush of water. I was like, "Oh my god!" I am peeing myself. Like it was the weirdest feeling. Should we right? put some kind of like you know? advisory uh, <laughs> or explicit content that or we're talking about bodily fluids <laughs> yeah um so i was like okay like crap my water broke like that for sure was and then just at this point now looking back i realized when my water broke that at the time i didn't know but now i know something was already kind of a little strange or like a little off i guess um so usually when your water breaks, you have like one big gush usually, or like you trickle for a long time. So, and I was gushing like, like the whole time. Like, do you remember? Mm -hmm. Like it would not stop. Like it was just bad and well, not bad, but it was just a lot. And so I was like, oh, maybe this is normal. It was 
a little abnormal. <laughs> um, so then we drive. To, Tim goes home, obviously, and gets our bags because I oh, told yeah, him not to. Oh, yeah, you to go get your bags. I'm like, oh, I, I told you. And then we pack them just yeah. in case. Yeah. So I rushed home. I got the bags. And, I mean, luckily we had them packed just in case. And I went back to pick you up. Um, and in the meantime, I was, like, eating my last meal, which was, like... A, a slight toast. A piece of toast. piece of toast. Like, and that, and then the plate lame. you took stood in the car for, like, I don't know how many months. <laughs> I, I found it under the <laughs> under the seat of the car when I was, like, reclining it. Or uh, not reclining it. Uh, moving it forward or back. And I went, clink, clink. Like, what the hell is that? It was my plate from my toast. It was your mom's plate. I don't even remember. Um, I didn't even eat the toast. Crumbs still on there. I didn't even eat all the toast, I think. Um, so that was the last thing I was going to eat. Oh, no, eat. I finished it three months later for you. I was gonna eat. Uh, hmm? You interrupted me, and so now I forgot what I was gonna say. Something about your toast. So my last meal was a toast. It wasn't even a meal. Um, so we drive to the hospital. I called, and they're like, "You have this m- m- amount of time to get here. Just get here, like in the next hour or whatever." I'm like, all right, cool. So we get there. I got there right at the hour. Um, so I get there like at 10 ish, right? And again, because of COVID, there's all these guidelines. So like we have all our stuff, but Tim is not allowed to go up with me. Like he's not, I have to check myself into the hospital, right? Cause they have to make sure that I, like you go to triage, right? So they check you to make sure like, okay, you're actually staying or like, is this false labor or are you just being dramatic lady? So 10 PM, it was 10 20 when I got there. So I get there and then. <laughs> It was just, I just laugh when I think about it. But again, I'm gushing this whole time, so. And by, for you, but you weren't gushing like all at once. It was kind of like. It was just like every time I would walk, it would like, you know. <laughs> and so I was wearing these it, like. Did you walk like Spongebob? Yeah, <laughs> that's literally. <laughs> yes. And it was like on my Ooh. shoes and everything, okay. So I'm like, I go up and I have to like get in the elevator by myself, whatever, it's fine. But I'm like dripping and I'm like, how embarrassing. So I get to the labor floor, labor and delivery. And then I forget what room they told me I was supposed to check into. So I'm like walking the halls like a crazy person, like, like literally like waddling, right? Trying to figure out how I'm going to get to where I need to go. I finally get there and it takes them forever to check me in, like sign this. And I was just like, bro. Um, So eventually... They take me in, they put, I put the gown on, they check me, my vitals, everything, make sure baby's okay. Um, and a little giveaway here was that, so they took my temperature when I got in and obviously I had to get like a COVID test and stuff. So the second thing that was kind of weird was when they took my temperature, I had, it was like 99.5, something a little like, mm, which again to them was not a fever but to me it was like uh because i don't like i'm always running at like 97 98 and so i was like oh maybe i'm just like hot from like all the excitement or i don't know but like it did now that i look back it was a little bit like i was a little bit concerned but i just thought maybe like it's part of labor i don't know um and also when i was in there by myself um waiting for them to bring back my covid results which were negative, <laughs> um, luckily. But when they came back, while I was waiting for them to come back, they're monitoring baby's heart rate, and baby's heart rate was a little bit like elevated, so they kept me in there a little bit longer. And so her heart rate would go from like the normal range 
and then it would jump and then it would go back down and then it would jump and it would go back down so they were like and then the same thing was happening with my heart rate but like I thought that my heart rate was just like I was just nervous right because I was about to like push a human out and I was kind of freaked out so um but all of these things now again looking back kind of add up and I kind of think like oh okay it wasn't just one thing um so anyway eventually they're like okay you're staying your water broke and whatever so call your partner and so Tib comes up it takes him <laughs> poor guy he had to pee the whole time <laughs> dude I was waiting in the parking lot for like two hours I know. and he had to pee the whole time by this time it was like past midnight already. yeah so they check they put us in, in the room he comes in brings all the stuff and I'm just like so glad to see him because at that point I was like bro I'm so tired and I'm fucking scared oh I just cursed whatever um okay. I was I was scared um so so yeah the nurse comes in she introduces herself I don't remember her name I don't really care no offense to whoever she was but she was not my favorite um she was like checking on us and then I guess she had like some twins or something so she was off she was busy um but she um yeah so we were just there and then she was like oh are you thinking about getting the epidural and like me being so strong I was like no nah, I think so it was the second nurse no no she was the first nurse she was like uh I was like no I think I'm gonna be fine it's uh we'll see because at that point again I'm feeling fine but then she goes oh we need to put you on Pitocin so I'm gonna put you on Pitocin right now which I had heard of, and I knew what the point of Pitocin was, and I didn't think it was going to be a big deal. Um, <laughs> but she's like, we're going to put you on Pitocin because, again, your water broke, right? So they had 24 hours from the time my water broke to get baby out because at that point there's, like, a risk of infection and all these scary things. And so it was, like, 24 hours or we're going to have to give you C-section, like, if nothing's happening. So And they did all they could to avoid C-section. Yes, which and... we'll get into in a second, <laughs> which was super interesting, but... So they start the Pitocin, and I'm just, like, chilling. Like, I was like, I can do this. Again, I'm still gushing, okay? So, like, mind you, all of the things that I had thought of doing and that I had, like, thought of doing, um, I think I just repeated the same thing, but all of the things I had thought about doing, like, the different positions, like, on the floor or, like, you know, just, like, stretching and to help with the pain, I didn't feel comfortable doing because... I was gushing like I don't know how else to explain that so like people you know get on the floor and like your partner like supports your back and there's different like moves and things that you can do to help like naturally help with the pain um and I just like I just wasn't in a place where I could do that because it was uncomfortable like I don't know how else to put it other than feeling like you're just constantly peeing uncontrollably every time you move a certain way um so that didn't help and then what is it like 2 a.m i start to feel it like the pitocin starts to kick in pretty good like and again the nurse that wasn't my favorite nurse but you know god bless her whatever she was like uh we have to up the dosage every oh the, well I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure what the frequency was but they basically upped it to the maximum that they're allowed to yeah like they gave me a lot like right away and so I felt it like it happened like at first I was like I don't feel it and then boom it just hit me and then it was like it was just they were like a politician on a mission it was the worst like I it, yeah I just feel like I remember sitting in there thinking like everyone that I talked to was a liar <laughs> everyone had told me like oh you'll be fine like they're just like really bad menstrual cramps like no, it literally felt like... And I don't want to scare anyone who's pregnant right now. Or thinking about. <laughs> right. But 
this is my, again, this is just my experience. Um, and I didn't learn until after that Pitocin, like, messes you up. For some people, it really, like, messes you up um, in terms of, like, the pain. So, um, it felt like my back, like, my whole body was being ripped apart. I don't know how else to describe it. Like, I don't know. You were watching it, so I don't know how. I was just, yeah, it just felt like. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I remember asking the nurse at one point, I was like, I'm, am I going to die? Like, am I going to die in this process? Because I'm so dramatic, right? But it really was like nothing I've ever imagined or felt <laughs> before. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't do anything for you. I mean, I, I felt you know, helpless and it, it, it sucked to see you like that. But I mean, only, only you can, and women in general, know what that feels like. So me and other men... We'll never know what that feels like, so all power to you guys, or to you women. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, so then at that, eventually the nurse comes back, and I'm just like, yo, give me that epidural. So she's like, all right, cool, let me call the anesthesiologist guy. He'll be here like in 15 minutes. Those 15 minutes felt like 75 hours, yeah, okay? Yeah, forever. So then finally he comes, and mind you, like, I'm sleepy at this point. It's like 3 in the morning, maybe, I don't even know. Um, so he comes, they do the whole thing, Tim has to leave because it's like a sterile procedure. I just went to the bathroom. Yeah, he wasn't allowed to be like in the room or something. I don't know. So then they're like, it'll take about 15 minutes for it to kick in. So I'm like, okay, thank God, right? So I'm waiting, I'm looking at the clock, I'm still feeling it. Oh, here comes another one, I want to die, this is terrible. And then it's like 20 minutes, still in pain, 25 minutes, still in pain. It's like 30 minutes until the nurse comes in and I'm like... And she sees that I'm still struggling. And she's like, you don't feel it any different? Like, it's not getting any better? And I'm like, no. Like, screaming at her, right? And so she, I'm like, I need it I need it again. Or, like, I, it didn't work, right? Like, my worst nightmare, the epidural not working. Um, so then she's like, okay, let me call him back. And so it takes another, like, 30 minutes. And he finally comes back. And I don't... Fill this in for me, Tim. I don't know. Did he give me another epidural? Or did he just give me something different? Um, I forgot what it, I forgot what it's called, but yeah, basically he gave you something stronger, though. Something a little stronger that yeah. Mm-hmm. So just, he gave just me... leave it at that. Okay, I don't even. I'm telling you guys, it was late. I was out of it. Now I was just like, I need to sleep. So he gives me something stronger. Thank God it works. Okay, so then I finally was able to sleep for a little bit. Um, they took my temperature right before I fell asleep. It was like a hundred like 100.1 or something so in my head i'm like "Mm, i have a fever but nurse was like "Mm, it's going up but we'll keep an eye on it because again it's technically not a fever until it's like 100.4 and above or something um and so i'm they i don't have a fever or whatever um but in my head i'm kind of worrying right and so i fall asleep i was able to i think i slept like two hours maybe three four no more than four um and I just remember them waking me up by the time they woke me up like I was completely numb right so they're like turning me over because I'm like not able to (laughs) feel like my bottom half which I was very grateful for actually during that time but um they had checked me to see how dilated I was before the epidural and I was only like three centimeters so not where I should be um in order to you know get baby out and so um the morning nurse, when she she woke me up, oh, God bless her. What was her name? I hope she is blessed forever and ever. I think her name was Cindy, I feel. Shout out to Cindy. Oh, she was so kind, and she was like, 
just trying to do everything to like help me dilate she was giving me like the peanut ball and like putting it in all these positions and moving me and like you're gonna be okay mija like she was just really hyping me up I feel um mind you my mom wasn't with me which is not how I ever imagined it being it was just me and Tim again in the room um and I wouldn't I hadn't called my mom I hadn't like so it was really nice to have like a female in there um who was just kind of like cheering me on anyway so I wake up from my little nap and she's like okay we need to check you it was like nine when they checked me nine in the morning maybe mm -hmm. oh my gosh I forgot that part okay yeah so um this whole the whole time like when I was getting the epidural I forgot this part and I'm sorry because it's important um when I was getting the epidural and when I was the pitocin sh started kicking in and everything baby's heart rate was like really high um they were really concerned because it was like staying you, really you, you had a fever and baby's uh maya's heart rate was uh, it got as high as uh, like 197 but like technically i didn't have a fever hmm? i didn't have a fever they kept saying i didn't have a fever yet they have to say that or to do that too so that they don't alarm you well, anyway, so, um... No, no, that, that's why they put the, the, the towel on your forehead to cool you down. Yeah, okay, you're right, maybe. I, again, Tim has to fill things in, because I was there, but I wasn't there. But yeah, but basically, Maya was under a lot of stress. Um, and she was just dying to come out, or take a little bit for her to come out, you know? Yeah, that's a weird choice, a weird choice of <laughs> word there, Tim. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, and so, and then every time, I could obviously, because they're monitoring baby's heart rate, so I can hear baby's heart rate, like, super accelerated, right? And so every time I would hear it, it would stress me out, and so my heart rate would, like, go up, too. So then it got to the point where Tim asked the nurse if she could turn down the baby's heart rate, because they kept, they keep telling you, right, like, relax just breathe you need to breathe you need to relax and i just wanted to punch her in the face because i was like dude like my baby sounds like something is wrong and you have it like at full volume and you want me to just chill like oh okay everything's fine that was annoying um but so finally she turned the volume down and that was when i was able to sleep um and i don't know what happened i don't know if tim stayed up listening to her heartbeat i don't know if i, I think he fell asleep too it was very hard to sleep. <laughs> um, but when they came in, the angel nurse, Cindy, came in and she checked. She's like, I have to check you. And I was just, like, bummed out because I was like, there's no way I'm going to be at 10. Like, there's just no way because, but mind you, I couldn't feel anything. Down. I was completely numb, so I didn't know. So anyway, by some miracle, um, she's like, you're ready. We're going to push. So how how long did that take? How how long were you in labor for? Well, see, that's the hard part. Active labor. Active labor, what, like, since 10 that night, or whenever I got checked in. I was at 3. And it took all the way to about Nine 10. 9 in the morning. 9, because mm -hmm. I started pushing at 10, 30. So, but remember, after they told me that I was ready. Oh, by the way, at this point, like, I had told Tim, like, we were already like ready for them to take us to the c-section like i was like if i just i she's if her like she just needs to be okay like i just was like i don't care like i didn't want a c-section but i was like if we have to do a c-section like do the freaking c-section like let's do it right now 
So we were already prepared in the morning when they came in to wake me up. We were like, if I'm not dilated, like I'm going to ask for a C-section. Like we're just going to do it. Um, and I come to understand that like all the staff on that floor was also ready to take me to C-section, right? Yeah, but even though we had never seen them, but as when they came in to see you, or I guess when the word spread that you were ready to push, I guess they all came. Not not all of them, but like a, bunch a lot of them came to come see you and like congratulate. Yeah, they were all happy for you. <laughs> I which had no was, idea. Which was super, you know, good to see and 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 hear from them and uh, you know they did they really did everything they could to to prevent that from happening and thank thank God that you know you were able to avoid it. Which, I mean, yeah, but I just feel like, why is there such a negative connotation? Or, like, why is C-section so... It's still something I don't understand, right? Like, like, and... Because, but to be honest, like, it's something that I think about, too. Because I always go back and think about, like, okay, had I had a C-section earlier on, had I asked for a C-section, like, would we have avoided everything that happened after the fact? You know? Like, it's a, it's a thought. I don't know. Her, her heart rate was up for quite a while. Which is why I'm saying. And then we had everything that happened after the fact. So, when they told us it was going to be time to push, I just started crying. Like, I just, like, started crying. Because I didn't think it was going to happen. And so, <laughs> and for some reason, I thought that, like, this is going to be, like, we're almost done. Like, oh, I have to push her out? This will be quick. Like, <laughs> I just felt like, okay, we can do this. <laughs> Um, but then right after she told me, okay, we're going to, you know, get everything ready and we're going to come in and set you up and get you ready to push. Um, she took my temperature again and it was at, oh, was it at damn? It's like 101.5. So it was going up still. So then at that point they gave me Tylenol, like, and they let it, me have the Tylenol for a bit before I started pushing. Then again, right before I started pushing, they took it again and it was like 102, um, and again, I couldn't have anything to drink. All I could suck, I couldn't have anything to eat. So all I could suck on were the ice chips, which felt like heaven. <laughs> um, but anyway, so it was finally time to push. And it was freaking hard. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard. Um, I was, and I, I, it was hard because it's hard. But it was also hard because I was so tired. Um, again, I only slept like maybe three hours, if that. Um, and I was exhausted because of the fever. Like, I just, I tell Tim all the time that, like, it was almost like, an, it felt like an out-of-body experience just because I felt like I was so out of it. And I don't know if it was because of the fever or because of the pushing or because of everything, but I was just so freaking tired like it was unreal um like I just remember <laughs> I just remember thinking um like I can't do this like I would stop and there would be times where like because you you know if you there's like a whole method to the pushing right so it's like you push for 10 take a break but you do like three pushes of 10 every time if that makes sense so you're freaking pushing for a really long time every like push um, and I just felt like I had nothing. And I think even you said at one point, right, Tim, you were like, I, you still thought that maybe we were going to have to do the C-section because her head was like peeping and then. Like, yeah. <laughs> a little head kept like playing peekaboo, like coming out, <laughs> but then it would go right back in. And, um, so it, it seemed like the nurse was kind of like, 
Um, she would, I can just, sometimes by her facial expressions, we're kind of like, oh god, she's got to get this baby out, or like, this baby's not coming out, kind of thing. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm sure they, they it crossed their mind a lot. Um, but yeah, me too. Because I asked them, I remember like, how long am I gonna, how long are you gonna let me push? And she was like, we won't let you push for more than four hours, right? Yeah, yeah. And in my head, I was like, holy, like, four hours, like, all right. That takes a lot of energy. I mean, even with a, with a fever and, you know, what, everything. And I, I also think the epidural, like, obviously once I started pushing, they took me off the epidural so that I could start to feel again. Um, because for like the first few pushes, it was hard to feel, I had no feeling. So I didn't know, like you're supposed to push a certain way, which I had been like practicing supposedly like me, I was trying to practice like how it would feel, um, to push like the correct way to get her out faster. But I, because of the epidural and because it was like a stronger version or whatever, I couldn't feel for like maybe the first half hour, 40 minutes of pushing. I was just kind of guessing and just kind of like pushing I guess I don't even know if anything was happening but um thank god like I was finally able to get her to a point where it was like okay then they called the doctor so that he could come and like get the rest of her out right like yeah. the, the final push and the final push was like a piece of cake <laughs> yeah that was like it was just with one push and yeah then... and then I just kept pushing and he was like no 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 stop 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 okay okay and i was like whoa that's it all right just... you know that, that that whole experience was just was crazy it was i mean not crazy but crazy in a good way i guess <laughs> just to see like what it takes for just that life to come out it's it's incredible it's amazing i mean all you all you, all you dads out there i'm sure you've experienced it before um and I, you know those who haven't just it just gives you so much more respect and appreciation for you know your partner, your wife, women in general that they're able to your mom do these things. Yeah, I mean, my mom went through that too. So like, I remember after after you gave birth or after all that happened, I just I think I said, "Hey, mom, thanks for pushing me out." Yeah. <laughs> or something, you know. Just it, it's it's amazing to witness, amazing to see, and you know, just so much respect for you and. All, all you the women who are it's so nice stop yeah <laughs> i can never take a call <laughs> i know especially for me i know i make it all dumb no but just like you women are able to you know create life inside you and we're a portal and push it out yeah you literally push life out and it's just i mean it's something that we us men will ever be able to understand or experience I don't so think you want to huh after that uh <laughs> no and i think i'm a man for a reason <laughs> i don't think i'd be able to handle that <laughs> Um, but anyway, so she finally, so then this is where things got a little bit, like, I mean, it was beautiful, don't get me wrong, like, as soon as she, like, came out, first thing I noticed was, um, like, obviously, Tim and I just looked at each other, and they're, like, cleaning her off right before they put her on my chest, and she wasn't, the first thing I asked was, like, is she crying? And she wasn't silent they it didn't seem like they were concerned right like they were like talking and they were like oh she has so much hair and the first thing they noticed too when she when they saw her face was like oh she's mad like she's angry because she was frowning when she came out and i feel like it it fits my my daughter she's very feisty and kind of like anyway um so but i did notice that like her she didn't have a cry like that you would imagine, like, that you've seen on TV or in movies when, like, the baby cries, right? Um, it was more like a whimper, I would describe it as. It was very, like, 
right? Like it was, it was, I mean, but the fact that like sound was coming out of her was making me feel a little bit better. And I remember I kept asking. Uh, it honestly sounded like she was too tired to cry. To cry, yeah. Which again makes sense because um, I think another thing I forgot to mention was when they did check me before I started pushing, she was like, oh, wow, like baby is super low in the birth canal. So like I think she had been like Tim said earlier, in a different way, like, she was ready to come out, I think my body was just not up to speed with, like, her, if that makes sense, so I think she was trying to make her way out for a while, and so I think that's, um, part of the reason she was under a lot of stress, um, because she was, like, you know, and my body wasn't, so anyway, um, but they put her on my chest, and, you know, I'm just, like, crying, and she's so cute, and I'm just, like, I can't believe this freaking baby is mine, like, what in the world, um, and then right away, they, like, they took her to do all of the, you know, like, check her vitals and everything, right, and so they did a makeup, there's so much happening, like, I would, I still try to remember and, like, process it, and it's just a lot, but I think, again, because I was just exhausted, and, like, the fever, I was, when I was done pushing, they took my temperature again, and I was still at, like, 102 point, it hadn't gone down, um, so they gave me more Tylenol, um, and then there was just so much commotion, and so many people, you know, and, and so, um, she, her oxygen level was, like, stable, but then it would drop, so it wouldn't, it wasn't staying at, like, the stable level, which was 93, they wanted uh, she, needed, she needed to maintain it at 92. And 92 at 92. In order for her to go to the floor. Yeah, in order for her to go to the floor, which is like, you know, where they take all the babies. And they were like, if it doesn't stay at 92 for like a certain amount of time, we're going to have to take her to the NICU. And when I heard NICU, I freaked out. And I was like, what? Um, so they were like, it's okay, mom. Like, I think they could see that I was kind of like very concerned. Um, and again, you've just given birth, so they don't want to, like, concern you, and, you know, so they, like, reassured me that everything was fine, um, so they put her on my chest again, so we did, like, skin to skin, and it was really interesting, because they left her there for, like, oh, because her heart rate was also still high, right, so we mentioned that her heart rate was high inside when she was trying to come out, but even after I delivered her, her heart rate was still pretty, it, it was still It went high. down a little bit, but it was still, it was still, still too elevated. high. Yeah, it was still more elevated than they wanted it to be. Um, so those were the two things that they were like watching were her, um, her heart rate and her oxygen level. So they gave her, but again, it wasn't to a point where like, they were like, we have to take her now. You know, like, I feel like if something was super wrong, they would have been like, we need to take her right away, which I know has happened. Like that happened to my mom when she, um, gave birth to my brother. Like they had to take him right away. She didn't get to like do skin to skin with him. They didn't even really get to explain to her like why they took him. It was just kind of urgent. So they took him. Um, so I'm really grateful that that wasn't the situation with Maya, but they did let her go on my chest. So she was on my chest for like, I think 30, maybe 30, 40 minutes. My concept of time at that point was not very good, but they, after they put her on me, um, they took her back to like check her vitals again. And at that point she was, it was stable. Like she was in the normal range for her oxygen and she was in the normal range for her heart rate. Um, so, you know, the skin to skin stuff, bonding with mom, with me <laughs> really did work and help her, but then they bathed her and they started doing these other things. And so her oxygen went down again to like, and when we say it went down, it's not like she couldn't breathe or like it was, you know, she was at like 89, 90, uh, 85. It, it went like, as low as 85. 
yeah and then it would like jump up to 87 and then 90 like it was just not staying at a place where they felt comfortable sending her to like the normal floor for the babies um so then yeah they were like it, the way that it happened to was so slow they were like we're gonna take her to the NICU she's gonna go to the NICU and I think I was just too like in shock that I was just like okay <laughs> like I, I didn't even I didn't know like what are you supposed to what was I gonna say no like don't take her you can't take her to the NICU um of course I didn't want them to take my baby but it was just a lot because it was my first baby and my first delivery and it all happened so fast and so um they were but they didn't seem concerned like it wasn't like I feel like when I think about it it almost kind of happened like in slow motion like it was like okay like they prepped her we had time to take pictures with of her and and then they took her and it was very like not stressful if that makes sense like it wasn't like a rush of like we gotta take her to the NICU you know what I mean if that does that make does that make sense yeah, they w- they weren't acting like you know it was a super emergency or anything, but uh, they did want to get her over there uh, for you know observation and run any tests that they needed to run. But um, you know just just seeing her um, get put in the you know the little incubator and with all the machinery is it, it was as a first time parent I guess that's never been through that process. It was. You know, you you, you kind of you get you start worrying and you start you know is my baby okay is, you know and um that's we actually separated and I went with uh, Maya and yeah because they needed and Bianca go, was and so he being went attended with her. to yeah they I I stayed back and they were putting all of our stuff like we were gonna get moved to an actual room postpartum um, like yeah to the postpartum wing um and. Yeah, so I just remember, like, I do remember, though, I for some reason, I never even really thought this through, but when they were taking her, I was like, wait, I want to breastfeed. Like, I remember that coming out of my mouth. And because I figured, like, I'm not going to be able to try, right? Because I'm not going to be with her. And so I just, like, that came out of my mouth. I don't even, I didn't even think breastfeeding was something I was so passionate about until they were taking my baby away, you know? Um... But luckily, like I said, the, the the nurse that I had, Cindy, she was still there with me. She stayed, and so she was kind of talking me through it. She's like, oh, don't worry. She was telling me how her her firstborn, he was in the NICU for like 10 days, and she was like, we'll get you a pump. And so then we started going through that whole process. So I got wheeled, chaired from that room to the room we were going to be staying in um, for the next night or two, which ended up being two. Um... Um, Tim, I don't even know how long you were gone for, honestly. Like, they got me settled. They kept checking me. They got me my meds. Um, they got me food. <laughs> Which was like... They did? Yeah. yeah I'm, glad, I'm just glad they fed me because, bef- like, going into this, they, I was told they weren't going to feed me, but that was a nice surprise. Yeah, they were like, of course we'll feed you. And so that was... Oh, I wanted to stay there. That was a nice <laughs> thing that we didn't have to think, like, worry about because all Tim had was, like, cliff bars and... <laughs> Something, Trader Joe's something like, that doesn't go mix. bad <laughs> non-perishables yeah but um I, I honestly don't know how long I was with Maya either but um you know there was um you know again going back to you know first time not just a first time parent but first time also uh you know Nikki baby parent um like I, I I felt bad you know wanting to leave to go with um Bianca or just to check up on Bianca because there was also rules in the NICU because of COVID. I mean, luckily we were 
still, you know, um, admitted in the hospital. So um, for us, we were able to go in and out of the NICU yeah, as, as long as, as much as we wanted to see her. But I don't remember how long I was there for um, with her, but, you know, they needed to hook her up to all the machines and the wires. And, you know, thankfully, uh, Maya had uh, really good NICU nurses. Um, and, you know, they were just uh, reassuring that, you know, they were going to take care of her um, and that uh, I should probably go and check in with Bianca and make sure she, she has what she needs or um, she needs any help, you know, because th that's a whole another process, you know, helping uh, I had you know, helping her, you know, just get get everything that she needs because she can't really get off get the bed, up. or helping her get off the bed so she can go to the restroom and, you know, all all those little things that you don't even think about, um, having to do, you know, when when you're pregnant and, all you, and having a baby, all you think is about just come, baby coming out, holding the baby, you know, all all the. I mean, I think we had like <laughs> I had we had talked about how how. It, how it would be and I knew my body was going to have to heal but I, you just don't understand the extent of it and unless you go through or it, the little like, details like not being able to go to the bathroom by yourself like I just I mean at first it was fine right like the first few days but then eventually I was just like it was a frustrating thing right because it was like you just feel kind of useless like you can't even pee by yourself <laughs> but anyway um so yeah so Tim, Tim eventually came back to the room and I had already eaten I think or did we eat together I don't even remember I just was so happy to get food in my stomach and Tim probably was too but no I think your your, your first uh, bite was uh, the sandwich the sandwich in the room after you gave birth oh yeah because they had it was given, my it was my they gave, it was my lunch they gave um, Tim lunch but not me because I was pushing or something still at that point yeah you couldn't eat you couldn't have anything yeah. so his but as soon as baby came out I was like, give me that sandwich. So I ate like a cold sandwich or like I had a few bites. And it yeah, was it was a sandwich. Amazing. So anyways, my, I forgot. Miles born at 12.32 p.m. <laughs> Just in time for lunch. Um, On November the 14th. 2020, the best year ever. <laughs> no, but um, so when Tim was gone, the lactation consultant came and was like, left me a pump didn't tell me how to use it like just and I think because like now I look back and I'm like I should have asked this and I should have but like when you're in the moment and I think going through everything so quickly like I wasn't even like processing everything I was just kind of going through the motions I feel and well, well I think well, you also don't know what to ask you don't know what to, what you, you, what you know should what, know yeah you don't know what you yeah know. you know and so and I think because Tim wasn't there, like, I feel like if Tim had been there, he probably would have asked more, like, logistical questions um, of, like, how to use the pump and how to get the whole process started. But anyway, um, we were there for our first night, or, well, technically it was our second night, cause we, but in, like, our official room. And um, I hadn't seen Maya since, because I was recovering, too, so they had to come check me, and the doctor would come, and so it was kind of, like... Oh, it was a whole process to get out of bed and just, you know, um, and so I didn't get to see Maya until, so she was born at 12.32, I didn't see her until that night, I think Tim wheeled me at like 12 midnight, or we went at like some random time, mm -hmm. um, to go see her, it was empty, there was no one there, so we got to go into the NICU, and like, it was just the strangest feeling, like, I just, I don't know, I had to do a lot of processing after the fact, but I just never, like, you don't think about that, you know, like, you don't, 
I think for me, like, during pregnancy, it was very much like, um, you think about having a safe, a, a healthy pregnancy, and you want the baby to be okay, and the baby to be safe, and you want to have a safe delivery, right, um, and you want to have, like, the baby come out, everyone be healthy and stuff, but, like, and, like, I had even thought, like, we had even talked about, like, well, if we have to have a C-section, then I'm going to have a C-section, like, wasn't my first choice, but I had not to say I had planned for that, but, like, I had, it had crossed my mind, and I had come to terms with the fact that if that was something that we needed to do, then I was going to do it, um, and even up until that day, right, but, I mean, for some reason, like, having a baby, a Nick, a baby having to go to my baby, having to go to the NICU was not something that, I don't think it crosses your mind, because it's not something that you think will happen, because you don't want it to happen, it's, like, a scary thought, and so, we never even, like, talked about that I mean I I think it's different for people who you know before they get birth they kind of already know that hey my baby does have a condition or they they, you know the the doctors are kind of looking out for something Um, but you know up until that point Maya had been perfectly healthy you know so I I think that's why it didn't cross our minds yeah and so when I finally got to see her like it almost didn't look like my baby like I because I couldn't even see her little features like she was covered in wires and her nose and like, mouth yeah feet. she had oxygen <laughs> like it just looked so scary like she had like the oxygen she had all these things like all these needles in her all these things taped to her and it was like i mean you're already scared to hold your baby because they're so new and fragile right but then you get there and they're like want to hold your baby and I was just like of course I want to hold my baby but like it's a scary thing because she's attached to all these wires and it's like you don't like and everything's beeping and like and you just I was nervous like I think even like on another level of like hurting her or poking something or pulling this off or some alarm going off or like I don't know it was just really wild and so um the first time that we went to see her that night like at midnight or whatever I didn't hold her because she was sleeping and also I was secretly thankful that she was asleep because I don't know if I would have been okay holding her like I think it was just a lot to process still I mean I couldn't even walk at that point I was being wheeled everywhere um but then you know we went back I went back to bed um at that point we were like it was just a a different experience because um we could like I would hear you know I didn't even know what I was missing out on right we didn't even know that because she was in the NICU, like, we would see the, the nurses and stuff, like, wheel the babies in to the the parents' room so they can, like, so the mom could breastfeed. And so, like, and, like, I wasn't even, like, thinking about the fact that, like, we were missing out on those experiences because we were just worried about her. And, you know, she was in the NICU, and so that was all we thought about. Like, I don't think it was until after in processing the whole experience that we were like, dang, like, we didn't really have, like, our experience has been super... Even like the rooms next to us, you can hear the you know the babies mm-hmm. crying and stuff. Um, and all you heard from our room was probably our farts or something. Wow. Um. And no. And so and, and, I, and I was very emotional, obviously, like about the whole thing. So, I would hear the babies crying in the other rooms, and then I would start crying because I was like, I miss my baby, and I like, is she okay? And you, and, you know, it was just like a lot. Um. But luckily, again, like shout out to Kaiser NICU and Downey. Like they were so graceful and just like oh, shout kind. out shout out my cousin Marlene uh 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> NICU nurse that was also helping us, you know, answering our questions when we weren't in the actual NICU uh, to ask the nurses and stuff. So, shout out Marlene. Because that's like a whole yeah, Marlene. Thank you. Because that's a whole nother thing, right? It's like everyone obviously like wants to see the baby and is asking and everyone's texting congratulations and and all these things and it's like you want it's like I I hate to say this but I was like I think I was just like embarrassed. I don't even know if that's the right word, but like no, I, that's that's fine. I was that's like, how you felt. I, because for the longest time, like after we came home, and like maybe even like the first month, month and a half, like I really struggled with being able to talk about this. And I'm really glad that like I'm at a point where I can talk about it without crying. I think <laughs> starts crying. Just kidding. No, but um, like I was, I think, in shock, and it was hard to talk about because. A few people I've mentioned this too, but like I really felt like I did something wrong or like my body messed up or like there was something wrong with me. Like I just, because again, we had a healthy pregnancy, she was healthy, I was healthy, and then it felt like we made it to the finish line and then at the finish line, I couldn't cross the finish line. Does that make sense? Like it felt like my body didn't do what it was supposed to do or like my body couldn't finish the job and on top of that it hurt my baby like that's those were all the feelings that I was dealing with postpartum and that I still process today because and I know that that's not the case like that's not what happened but it's how I felt and it's how I felt for a very long time and I couldn't talk about it like even telling people that she was in the NICU like when I I remember the first person that I told like I was like oh my god I can't believe I told this person that like <gasps> should I have done that like I just had this sense of guilt and like shame that and, I, and I, th- I think it was even to the point where we didn't want to post a picture of her remember yeah because I was well well so it was a whole thing because luckily I was able to go in there while we were there like you said so the next day I went in there and I actually got to breastfeed her and I was actually really proud of myself because it was hard to, I mean, it's hard to breastfeed as it is, y'all. Like, if you're a mom and you've tried it and you've done it or it hasn't worked for you, like, it doesn't matter. Like, the fact that you tried, like, because that's, it's a it's a whole thing. But And, like, on top of just that process alone, like, trying to do it with all the wires in her face and stuff up her nose and wires in her, like, it was, it was a whole thing. And so, I mean obviously I want and I was just worried that like my milk wasn't gonna come in or that she wasn't gonna like my milk because they were already giving her formula right because they had to give her something because my milk hadn't come in and um but the lactation nurse was really helpful oh what was her name I I still to this day want oh Alexandra yeah she was another angel like I truly felt like we were just surrounded by angels in that and like really good people who took care of us in that situation where we had absolutely no idea like what was going on or like what to ask um but yeah so uh it ended up being that she did they never even diagnose her with anything like it was just uh, yeah i mean uh, just to go back to your point where you know you're kind of internalizing a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. um you know anyone who's just going through this right now or has or you know if you end up do, if you do end up going through this with you know your baby ending up in the NICU um you know i know you'll be in the in the moment and all and the emotions of it but you know just try to remember it's you know you didn't you didn't do anything wrong it's not your fault 
um, and not not to invalidate your feelings by any means, but you know, um, you know, e- everything in life happens for a reason, and we all have our you know journey and things we're going to experience. And looking back at it now, it's like um, you know, Maya's now thankfully she's perfectly healthy. Uh, more than she's real strong (laughs) yeah and it's like you know you you want her i look i look back at it now it's like i I wanted her to be in the nikki because she is in good hands she was in good hands and if your baby is going to be there they will be in good hands they'll be in better hands there than they would be with you at home freaking out yeah yeah, i mean it's no but i mean it's it's true and you, you know you don't think about that till you know after and um you know, just just wanted to mention that, and um, you know, it's it's not your fault. Your baby will be fine. Give it some time, um, and you know, trust. And you'll look back at it, and you'll be like, I forgot, I forgot that even happened. Like in those those first few days and weeks, it was like, well, not even weeks. I would say those first few days, it was like the end of the world, right? Because like, of course, um, and people would tell us to like you're not even going to remember this, like, she'll be home and healthy soon, and, and I just wanted to punch those people in the face, because I was like, no, <laughs> um, I just want my baby <laughs> with me now, but, like, it's so funny now, like, you, I, sometimes and, I forget. <laughs> yeah, I mean, was... it's, and it's nothing that we, you know, as we mentioned earlier, we never planned for this, um, but, you know, I, I would say if you are pregnant or going to be pregnant, just keep an open mind, and, you know, let know that it, it it's okay if they do end up in the NICU and, and, and you know, that's perfectly fine as because they're that's what they're they're there for, to care for your baby and to make sure that they're healthy enough when uh, he or she is ready to go home. Yeah, and I feel like there was again, it was hard because for a lot of reasons, but that part of like feeling like I, we did something wrong or like it was almost hard to share our joy because the joy was like robbed a little bit because she wasn't okay but even though she was so what ended up happening is that like <laughs> which was even more frustrating um was like eventually her heartbeat regulated it was fine um her oxygen took a few days uh, i think by this so this the second day it was like okay so they actually let us stay an extra day because we were NICU parents so we actually stayed there an extra night with the hope that um if Maya like improved if her if her breathing improved and she was able to get off of like the the oxygen machine or whatever um which she wasn't relying on by any means they just were helping her a little bit because she was breathing a little bit fast which is pretty normal in newborns but because of all the stress she had been in, they just wanted to monitor her. Um, and so they were. They let us stay thinking that maybe we could all go home together if, she, if her condition improved. So that was Monday morning. So I was super hopeful um, that she was going to be okay because every morning they would... Oh my God, I'm not going to cry. Hold on. Mm. <laughs> I'm fine. Um, so I was like super hopeful that she was going to get to go home with us. And... Oh, it was just like waiting for them to call us, right? Like I was just so nervous because I was supposed to be discharged Monday morning at like 11 or something. Um, And so they finally call us and I'm just like, my heart is like, I could, I could hear my heart beating in my ears because I was just so nervous. Like my heart's beating fast again right now. <laughs> um, But pretty much 
her condition had had improved she was doing better but they still wanted to monitor her because even though her oxygen was getting better her calcium was now calcium low. and sodium her calcium and sodium levels were now a little bit lower than they would have liked so they were like we're gonna keep her at least another day or two um but you're gonna go home and that was just like the worst thing like i like i just going home without a baby it was and I just, like, so I got off the phone, and I was, like, super appreciative to the doctor, because I was. Like, it's not the doctor's fault, right? Um, but I think part of my frustration, too, was the fact that she was technically okay. It was, like, I can't tell you how many times the NICU nurses would, like, tell me or tell Tim, like, that she was the healthiest baby in the NICU. <laughs> she was the biggest baby in the NICU. And so it was, like, then why the hell is she in the NICU? Like, oh, yeah, I, I mean, just that alone puts puts things in perspective, you know. No, like, right, right. Of course, like, now know, that like, I think about it. There's so many more people out there with, you know, with their babies yes. in worse conditions. And, yeah, and the lesson, like, I found the lesson, and I'm grateful, and I'm, I've been humbled, and I've gone through this whole process. But in that moment, when they told me I couldn't take my baby home, I was like, it's just so many emotions. And so I immediately hung up with a doctor and I was like okay thank you and I tried to be cool about it and then right away they start sending in like the social worker to make sure that I'm okay and to make sure that you know it's like the specific NICU um protocol I guess as NICU parents they have like support groups and all these things and I'm sitting there like they're like talking at me and giving me all these papers and giving me like my work notices and all these things and I'm just like listening but not I don't know if that's, like, the best way that I can think about it. It was, like... And when you're not the other? It, yeah, like, I was just nodding, but I wasn't, like, there. And all I could think about was, like, I can't believe this is happening to me. <laughs> like, why is this happening to me? Um, and so then they all left, and I put on a brave face and didn't cry or anything. And then finally, once that process was over, I called my mom um, and just, like, cried, like, ugly cried for, like, a good 30 minutes and just... Um, just told her how I felt and I just needed to talk to my mom and so she luckily she had a similar not luckily but I mean ironically maybe she had a similar experience with my brother um when she had him and he was her first um so she could relate and I think that was what I needed was to talk to somebody who could relate because I just I didn't know like and shout out to like my my god sister Christina too because she's the only other person that knew really every like the details of what was happening she had both of her sons were in the NICU um they're both beautiful and strong now and so she was the only person that I felt comfortable reaching out to and so she was so like supportive and it was like I don't know what I would have done if she hadn't been like texting me all the time and I anyway love you um but (laughs) um so we left and I just can't even like the feeling of like walking out of the hospital with an empty car seat and like putting the empty car seat in the car like I'm not gonna cry (laughs) you could talk (laughs) yeah I mean that car seat was full with you know I think a bag of your (laughs) your peanut pillow (laughs) yeah (laughs) not your peanut baby um but uh yeah I mean the, the important thing uh, at that point was, you know, making sure that you were okay. Yeah. Um, uh, that you were recovering uh, healthy enough um, so that when she is ready to come home, you know, we're, yeah. you know, we're ready. 
for her. Um, and, you know, at the time, it's, um, you don't understand, you know, why it's happening or, you know, why me, why us, what do we do? But, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, and looking back at it, you know, I, I think, I think it was, um, I don't want to say nice, but it was, I think, uh, good for me and you to just have a little moment or a couple, a day or two just to ourselves in the house, um, uh, to, you know, just to talk things and settle, letting everything sink in of what was going on, what happened, and so that we can process it and, and you know, be ready to take care of Maya. Yeah, and I think that, like, it was, I mean, it was obviously, like, the saddest car ride. <laughs> I think I cried the whole way home, um, and then, and then coming home was, like, a whole nother thing, right, because you have, like, her nursery set up, and you just, like, prepared this like physical space um for you know as long as we knew that she was coming and um I'm fine I'm not gonna cry I'm fine I'm over it <laughs> um no but those feelings were really real and really raw and so um it was hard to walk into the house knowing that that room was still empty like and I don't mean to sound dramatic like my baby was alive and she was like I'm I was always 100% grateful for that but but you want her here I, and <laughs> yes and on top of that all of the postpartum hormones and all of the like and then throwing this on top of that like I for a second and I know my mom too um I was concerned that I was gonna get like postpartum depression like real bad because <laughs> so we came home on that Monday and Maya didn't come home until that Thursday night and so those days um I would just cry like randomly all the time <laughs> like I would just and so which is I mean I think normal but I don't know I, I don't know it's I don't have anything to compare it to so it could have been just the hormones it could have been both it could have been a lot of things um but yeah those three days were were rough um in like every morning we would get a phone call <laughs> from the doctor so every morning I would be like crossing my fingers that the doctor would be like okay she's gonna be discharged today she's gonna be discharged today and I never got that so then by the time honestly by the time Thursday came around I was like feeling very um hopeless like I was like oh she's she's gonna stay for a week like they're not gonna give me my baby like initially they did say seven days seven to ten days remember yeah they said seven to ten days so and, I mean that's what we had in our minds already but we were just, you know, waiting each day to see what the update was every morning. And every day the update was like, well, her levels are a little lower than we would like. And it was like freaking like 0.5 away. And I was like, give me my freaking kid. Like, it was, I don't know. But now looking back at it, we learned so much. And I think that experience alone has like completely, like I'm a different person. Like Bianca going into, even pregnant Bianca and Bianca going into deliver like is a different Bianca that came out of that hospital. So does Bianca want another baby? Hmm. That's we'll leave that for another episode. We can get into that. <laughs> um. But anyway, so eventually Tim's birthday was on that Friday. So like a week from when we went into the hospital to deliver. And so Tim's birthday wish. I was like, we had been I just praying. want Maya to come home we, for my birthday. Yeah, well, because like we mentioned, her her official due date was his birthday, so they 
have this like connection, I guess. Um, other than the fact that they look like twins, but <laughs> it's fine. I'm not upset. Um, and so they called us that Thursday morning and the conversation seemed like it was like she was still going to stay. And then at the very end of the combo, they were like, yeah, so when can you come pick her up? And I was like, what? We can pick her up? And, and just to know, like Tuesday and Wednesday, um, because we, the last, I had to say bye to her on Monday, which was like so hard, but like we were able to see her. So because of COVID, she was in the NICU, um, but because of COVID, the restrictions were, this was right when like cases started to spike again at the end of November, like right around, right before Thanksgiving, where things started like shutting down again, kind of. So the NICU policy was only one parent per day, right? Uh, one, uh, we both could have gone, but one at a time. One at a time. And once per day. Once per day. So, like, if I were to go, I can only go once a day. Mm-hmm. Unless you gave me your shift, then I could technically stay both for twice. longer. Yeah, or something like that. Um, which was fine, but it was hard for me physically. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't sit for a Because, long yeah, shouldn't. because I was, it was, what, like, three days out after? Yeah. two. I don't even know. But, like, I honestly, like, I didn't even care. Like, it's almost like... Because I had, because I wanted to go see her, like I would pump my like half an ounce of breast milk and like take it to her. Like I was so even have, like less than half an ounce. It was like two drops. It was like a whole other thing, and I would cry. <laughs> so I was like, she's not gonna anyway. Yeah. Um, but I think because I was like, I have to go see her. It almost felt like I wasn't recovering. Like I almost for, I forgot that I had had like this whole major thing happen to my body. If that makes sense. And. Like, my mom and my dad kept telling me, like, take it easy. Like, and I was like, no, it doesn't matter. Like, I have to go see her type of the thing, right? Not to mention I was so freaking swollen from my legs because of, like, all the fluid. Like, no one tells me that part or no one told me that part. I look like my dinosaur legs. Like, I look like... And they were I'm, all, like, dented. They were, yeah. Like, I didn't swell like that during pregnancy. But, like, postpartum, holy smokes, for, like, a week and a half, my legs were, like, balloons. So none of my pants fit. <laughs> So I had to like figure out what to wear to freaking go see my baby in the NICU and I had to go by myself. So um, that was like a whole thing. And then on that Wednesday, I think I overexerted myself when I went to see her. So I was having like some heavier bleeding and stuff happening. Um, So I stayed on that Wednesday and Tim went by himself to go see her. Which was another hard thing, I feel, because we had gone through that whole experience together, you and I. Um, And so I felt really supported by you. So going by myself, I don't know how you felt going by yourself, but it was kind of like, I don't know, it felt like, where's my other person? (laughs) Um, But but yeah, so it was rough, y'all. But I mean, she came home that Thursday night. We went to go pick her up. Mm -hmm. And then the fun (laughs) started. No, we're just kidding. And we, then our sleep was <laughs> deprived. And then it was non-existent. No, but um, we were just like when we finally got her. I remember the first thing I did was post about her, and I think people probably wondered like why I hadn't posted um in like three days, and I hadn't posted a picture of her or anything, and that was like again social media, right? How annoying! I didn't want people to ask. Like I was like I would get nervous when people would ask about the baby. Like how are you? How are the baby? How's the baby? Like I'd be like fine. Like, I just, I was embarrassed. And now looking back, I think, I don't know. Like, I just, I grew a lot from that. Because now I'll tell 5 million people everything that happened to me. 
and I'm honestly really proud of my body and I'm proud of what I was able to do through all of all of that like that was a lot like if someone sometimes when we go through things I feel we don't give ourselves enough credit and I'm not saying like I'm tooting my own horn here but like if someone were to tell me the story I'd be like dang you did all that (laughs) um and so I just think we found the lesson in all of it and um I mean yeah I mean that's that's why we're here we're here to to share what we've kind of experienced um I mean, especially Bianca, um, you're the one that went through most of the most of it, almost all of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, you know, just just to share with you all to you know, if you've had this experience, you can relate, uh, or if you're thinking about having a baby, you know, just keep these things in mind, and um, you know, not every pregnancy is going to be the same, um, but you know, just to share, um, uh, and you know, to learn from from this experience or. If you want to share with us anything that uh, you've experienced or, you know, we'd like to know. And I also think, um, just the last point, we can get into this on another another episode. Because this one's already long, y'all. So if you listen through this, shout out to you. We love you. Um, But I think... Or if you just fast forward to this part, you missed everything. (laughs) But getting into, like, our relationship and how having... Because even though we had her, like, she was born, it was still just me and you in that room. And me and you processing everything and going through all of that. And me and you coming home. And me and you having those feelings of, like, where's our baby? And I feel like in the midst of so much uncertainty and sadness, um, I think our relationship really, like, grew in a different way. Stop it. Oh, barf. Anyway, we can can get into that on a different, um, on a different day, but just, I'll end by saying shout out to T because truly, um, I would not have been, I'm still, I still wouldn't be able to do what I do every day without your, like, support in, like, the literal things that you do like the tangible things that you do but also the way that you hold it down and hold me down so can you please provide examples (laughs) (laughs) and scene just kidding (laughs) but you know just husbands out husbands out there that you know our baby daddies you know (laughs) take care of your ladies they're carrying your child they're carrying for nine months which is (laughs) Yeah, physically, mentally, emotionally draining. And then going having to go through labor after all that, you know, you just got to be there for them. It's the least, the least you can do. Change a few diapers. More than a few. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, just you, you guys are a team. Um, make it work together with however you guys decide to make it work. Um, you know, not one person is more important or than the other but you know just make it work for for both of you and uh, you know that that seems to work for us um we're still figuring it out every day because every day she's on a different level yeah i mean (laughs) we're we're also learning and changing as she's learning growing you know every day (laughs) (laughs) so i mean just the important thing important thing is that you guys are a team uh and you guys just got to make it work together All right, y'all. Well, 
Thanks okay. for tuning in. Thanks for listening. That was a Polly Record uh, episode. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening. And if you listen the whole time to the whole thing, we really appreciate it. Um, send us a DM. We'll <laughs> send you something. I'm just kidding. Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe we'll enter you in our giveaway that we'll be having in a few episodes. We're going to have a giveaway? Yeah, I'm giving away my wife. <laughs> La 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 la